welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. Now, we're going to mix it up a little bit this week uh, because of the ridiculous fucking crazy shit that's going on in the world right now. We kind of didn't feel like jumping into the, the, the... click picture side of things which tends to get a bit a crazy bit and a bit irreverent and a bit silly um you know that's not to say we're not going to make jokes but we just wanted to have the opportunity to you know potentially go down the more the more just serious game designy kind of stuff that we sometimes do narrative stuff uh i think we're going to start with some click pitch keeping in mind uh put, you know just just the types of games that that we're looking at we may move into uh an adventure game design done quick which is sort of where we stick with one point and click adventure idea for the length of the episode and just really dig into it but you know only if the only if the idea strikes us uh in the right way so yeah we may we may have like adventure game design done real quick done (laughs) done extra quick and then another one then another one and you know however it works yeah so uh yeah i think we will jump right in Take one click. Yup. Snapping anesthesia. <laughs> Fleshy unhappiness. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when you said fleshy, though, my mind went to the an- anthropomorphic houses for oh, some God. reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, my mind's already gone off the rails. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting world, though, that we have there that we've used a couple times now, I think, on the the flesh houses, mm-hmm. which, look, are definitely pretty ridiculous. But there's some things that could be explored there in a point and click adventure uh, if that was the way we wanted to go. You know, we've got anesthesia. We've got unhappiness as well as fleshy. And look, I'm sure it's not fun being a house renovated f- flesh. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's a flesh house going through a renovation. <laughs> they have to put it under general <laughs> anesthesia as they snap bones. Uh, Slash to, like, foundations. Put, yeah, to put new doorways in place. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Or is this just like a Sims, a Sims game <laughs> with the flesh houses? Did that? I'm trying to remember what the actual game was when we originally came up with it. Was it actually building these houses, or was it just they were the backdrop for something? Oh, it was like a horror game or something. Yeah, no, I think it was like a backdrop for a horror game. <laughs> it could just be a building game, but it's a, it's like a cross between a building game and a doctor game. <laughs> <laughs> Because you'd have to like numb, like put put anesthesia in the right places to like put a section of this house to sleep before you graft new body parts onto it. Essentially, because they want a fucking kitchen nook, and, and then of course because you don't want rejection, then you got to go through you know a whole heap of different anti- antibiotics and yeah, you've got a whole course of of medications that come along. And of course, with- you know sometimes you have to you have to go. To- Go to the garbage disposal, and you got to put the pill in, and then you got to massage its pipes to make sure it swallows them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the body horror! <laughs> okay, I mean, what direction do we want to take this in? Because I mean, it could be a, a point-and-click adventure game where you play a house surgeon. Ooh, I do like that. It's it's like um, as part of like your construction sort of. Group, you know, you've got your electrician that comes in, you've got your plumber, you've got your house surgeon, you've got your, um, well, your bone carpenter. Yeah, well, that's it. You've kind of got all your different specialists who, who play their parts in renovating a flesh house. Hmm. <laughs> well, which of those is the most interesting then, I guess, to play in, in that way? Are, are you the anesthesiologist? Or can, is it, is it sort of like, one of those, I don't know, for 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 a comparison's sake, like a hero shooter, you know, Overwatch, where you get to choose your character at the start. 
you get to choose. Are you the are you the house surgeon? Are you the um electrician slash neurosurgeon? Where you? Yeah, I was going to say it's like nerves and neurons and things. <laughs> and then you got your plumber that deals with all the messy stuff. <laughs> well, maybe this. Well, or, or maybe this is a maniac mansion style thing where you've got your team. Uh, and you, you switch between them for different tasks around as you click around through this through this world and, and have to solve the puzzles. I feel like you also need, like, a house therapist to bring them through this traumatic time. Especially if the house is scared. Like- well, exactly. And, and why wouldn't you be when someone's forcing surgery onto you uh, effectively? Oh, I'm, I'm imagining you've got the different sort of houses out there. You've got- Sort of like the um the three bedroom flat who's never been renovated before who's who's really really nervous about this whole thing but then yep. you've got like the mansion who's who's like one of those you know trashy white women who have like all the all the um <laughs> all the surgery surgery <laughs> cosmetic surgery and <laughs> well they're just yeah like basically they're, they're really into like body mod, mod modification yeah uh, as well. Okay, I like the idea of exploring the personalities of these different houses. Oh, so you got the house whisperer? Yeah, well, they're basically- Yeah, they're basically a house psychologist. And- Because uh, I don't think the houses can- t- Can the houses s- speak? Or is it more like- I think we decided that they can't speak, but they can- like, more like an animal, they, right? They do have a brain. They've got- You know, you can tell when they're scared. You can tell- well, because I think they're also trained to, like, act as a smart house, I think was the idea. Like, they're basically- They they're can so do all sorts of things. They're literally a house pet. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are a lot of interesting things we could get into here around slavery, forced, you know, body modification. It's an interesting topic in a weird, weird cyberpunky way. I think to give a bit of backstory, because I'm not sure we sort of gave the full idea. The, the original idea was that in in this world or in the future, for whatever reason, a company has created these creatures, which they basically, like you would grow a tree bound to a certain shape and it grows into that shape. They basically grow these living beings into a house shape. I can't remember why. <laughs> Other than maybe it was because they were smart houses. I don't recall. But there's some benefit to it. Or they're self-healing. I mean, like, there are there yeah. are a lot of benefits. And, and then, you know, like, different sections of the house were, like, um, the brain, the um, the heart the of the house and the bowels yeah. of the house and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, look, we don't, we don't have to build necessarily uh, entirely on top of the canon of our previous idea uh, of our previous game. We can kind of just take the general idea of these flesh houses. So, what's the- I like the idea of, a, of the team, the renovation team, mm-hmm. basically. The different house personalities. Yep. So, you've, is this like a neighborhood? Is this set in a neighborhood where- you you are kind of you get to go around to the different houses, and one particular house is yeah he's about to basically undergo a big renovation, uh, and, and so as part of that you're in you're in the neighbourhood as the team and and you've got, uh, I guess the the puzzles just come around whatever comes gets in the way of this this renovation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can actually go down sort of the point of view that. Maybe the family that live in this house are not exactly the nicest people. Mm. Like they've actually got some secrets. Like house they, abuse. They they don't want you to go down to the basement and all this sort of stuff. And you're always wondering why. And um, yes, they've got a they've got a dog house off to the side, but it's um, it it does it seems a little sickly. What's the doghouse? Is that that's flesh as well? I assume it's flesh it's, as well. It's it's it's. Oh my god! What happens when a what happens when a family does a like a, a house modification that they weren't supposed to do, like uh, an illegal addition to the house? You know, it's ba- they're basically just like forcing this being into. Creating well, I, things without I think, any of the precautions. It's I like think back, that's what back you could actually be surgery. looking at. That's what you could actually be looking at in the basement. Like they've actually done these modifications to the house, mm. like the foundations of the house, sort of thing. That is why the house is sort of like attacking 
they built a wine cellar. Yeah. Where they dug into the foundation, which is effectively someone drilling into like oh, your, giving the house your skulls. Yeah, yeah. Or at least yeah, something that's something that's really caused trauma. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I think I think we need to as part of this game like definitely the the beginning the status quo is that these houses are everywhere and like they become the new thing, but I think oh, as yeah, you it's, go it's, I'm I'm imagining it's set on an alien planet. Um because it's so much easier to explain that this is just the norm for the planet. Well, either that or it's a tech thing. Like it's uh yeah. you know, the same way they grow meat for eating. They're growing these beings for- And I think that's where we came from originally. Uh, yeah. Because then I like the idea- Because then there's all the ethical stuff around it that I think we could bring up through the course of the game where this team, or at least part of the team, you know, starts to really question, based on the horrific things they see done to this house, um, really starts to question their profession and the idea of flesh houses as a whole. Uh, we should probably- I think that- I don't think the- Marketing team for this company calls them flesh houses. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> too on the nose. <laughs> no, they call them flowers. <laughs> I think they'd come up with a nice, like, happy house or something, you know, like, uh, your, you know, come on, house, home to your a house, is man, house is as humankind's best friend. It's not dogs anymore. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, house pets or something, right? Like like you said. <laughs> oh, yes, even just smart homes. Makes sense. They've, they've co-opted the term smart home into being a literal home, the, home that with is, a brain. Has a brain, yep. Okay, so I'm picturing the ending of, of this particular house renovation mm -hmm. is they break into the into the cellar sort of thing and they find out, you know, the, the, the wine cellar's been- being built into into like the nerve center of the um of the house, which is why the house has been like not reacting to anything that's mm, sort of be having behavioral problems, perhaps. Yeah. Then, you know, with consent from the house, they actually reconnect some of the wires. Yep. And then they sort of allow the house to um, wreak vengeance on the on the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's the thing. Where does this end? Like. It, are these big stakes where they kind of manage to make huge changes to the entire, like, flesh house industry and, and pull it down? Uh, or is this lower stakes where it's, oh, this- but Yeah, this particular flesh house gets to, uh, you know, kind of get some closure and yeah, then they move on to the next renovation. Because what I like is that this team are, are working on a, a few different houses at once. So, you get to sort of get the feeling of- um, they go in, you know, the um, the house whisperer can actually sort of almost mind meld with the house. And yeah. I like the idea that he can have like a conversation about the house and, and to leave their fears. And it's but either then, so, like it's either that or it's a tech thing where it is a, essentially a mind yeah. meld. But it's like, okay, connects these neurons. So like um, neuron, like, um, what do you call them? Things that go on you. What are they called? The little when you're connecting up to your electro electrodes, electrodes. <laughs> puts electrodes like um key you know the the appropriate places place on the house and then it, into gets- a dongle. Then there's just like a little USB <laughs> slot on his laptop, um, and he he can kind of analyze the 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 mind of the house and and get some yeah get some answers from it. Almost uh. Let's call it a fleshy matrix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how people could read the matrix when they'd looked at it long enough and they could see, like, what it actually meant? It's kind of like that. To, to everyone else who looks at it, it's just, like, weird shades and colours and, and blotches and, and, you know, maybe the occasional kind of image that comes through. But to to the house whisperer, they, they understand it and, and can even then- uh, communicate back in some ways yep. by like putting particular electrical signals through back through the electrodes or something. Yeah, which is effectively, you know, it's it's not harmful at all. I'm I'm picturing that this um house whisperer is is you know very much on the side of of houses. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And look, I think even I, I, maybe this is the first team that has a house whisperer or something, or it's at least it's a new addition to 
to renovations because they were starting to get all these renovations that were being rejected rejected or going wrong or yeah like uh, malfunctioning and and imagining that there's there's just a little (laughs) vignette of what happened to the last person and you they walk inside the house and everything's just red (laughs) like (laughs) somehow completely exploded the people that were in there (laughs) (laughs) or just like digested them or something (laughs) like stomach acid started leaking from the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah and i think through that you start to realize and that's really where the convictions of at least this character if not the whole team start firming up of realizing oh shit like We've been abusing these creatures and this is really not right and completely unethical. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, again, uh, we, we need to, we'd need to decide how big the actual stakes are for the ending. Like, is this a then we're going to take it to the top and tear this whole thing down or it's, well, the least we can do is like help out this one house and then, you know, try to, try to alert the authorities in some way. I think if if you've got the other houses sort of in in this sort of conversation as well, in the fact that you know you're talking to another house who's gone through lots of lots of renovations before, mm. um, I kind of like the idea that this other house is sort of talking talking the house whisperer through it. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that idea because then you've got that sort of thing of the houses understand that you know they wouldn't exist if it wasn't for if it wasn't for for people. Being, being, um, you know, needing a place to live. They love the fact that they've, they've got a life. They just want to, they want to be treated Most and asked them to. Look, I think, yep. uh, again, there's so many. <laughs> this is a really tricky topic for us I to know. tackle in general, but it's, I think it's interesting enough, uh, to, 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 that it's worth it because, yes, I think that for the majority, there would be sort of a Stockholm syndrome ish sort of thing where, they they have to accept their yep. lot and to the point that they convince themselves that they enjoy it. Um and again, I don't think I don't know that they're necessarily like fully intelligent, right? I don't think they're they're like human level intelligence. I think they are more sort of pet like, but but maybe like ape intelligence, right? Do you know what I mean? Like yep. like like chimpanzee intelligence. Like they're they're definitely intelligent enough that they understand things that go on in the world. Um, and can communicate that to a certain degree. They just maybe can't reason about it at a, at a full, you know, fully, you know, human level, which I think just makes it even, even more difficult in a way because, I mean, my point is that I kind of want to make it less a, less of an allegory for like human slavery mm-hmm. and more of an allegory for like, animal abuse in a way or like animal testing or yep. animal domesticate like domestic domesticated domestication sort of thing i think that actually that's probably a good way is that most of these houses are act like domesticated animals yeah it's just that yeah you come in and find that a lot of them have been abused in these ways because people have dug wine cellars into their fucking neural pathways um so what i'm what i'm imagining is um, when you when you finally you know reconnect this house, and the house sort of becomes somewhat a little bit more sentient than what they were, maybe the house just uproots and leaves. <laughs> I definitely had a vision <laughs> of of these like herd of houses just running oh, across yeah. the plains <laughs> at the end. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know we should go that far or not. And again, because I don't know how realistic it is that these houses at this point can even, you know, ambulate. But there could be an aspect of that. There could be an aspect of this instead of instead of renovating this house in the way that the humans wanted them to, they renovated it in a way that gives them like legs, yep. <laughs> like the ability to move. Uh, and may- like maybe removes their foundation that attaches them to the ground, and maybe that's when you realise that you know this renovation team is actually not necessarily a renovation team, but they're actually like a release they're team like sort of thing. Activists, they're, they're activists coming in trying to trying to give um, give the houses agency to leave if they want to. 
Well, I, I, I think I like the idea of them becoming that across the course of the game, even. I think having, I think having them start as the renovation team is a good place to start. And I was kind of thinking that like the first scene or set of scenes is even like finishing up the previous renovation. Yeah. Um, in some way. And, uh, and it's that mansion. Successful, that, you know. It's that yeah, mansion maybe. who just wanted, who just wanted a greenhouse on the side. <laughs> yeah. And it was done right. And, and yeah, they grafted it on. And, and look, we don't, there is obviously these elements of body horror in this, but we could make it to the point that these things have been bred to the level where it's not necessarily, it's not like me attaching a greenhouse to the side of your head. No. <laughs> Right. It's more like <laughs> me giving you a tattoo or something or, yeah. you know, or, or or to the more extreme level, you know, someone who like gets their tongue slit or or like or, or just like large gauges in like in your ear, yeah. you know, in, in your ear holes. Their doorways. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically what you're doing is like, maybe that's how they have to make the doorways is like. <laughs> gradually gauge it. Over. Gradually gauge it. Over. <laughs> they they start off with a, like a tiny little mouse hole um, that they just you know gradually they have to shape it and shape it, shape and, then, and like- shape and shape it, and then it becomes like the doorway. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> they have to like uh, they like injecting <laughs> cartilage or something for like hard edges and thing. I don't know, like a sort of thing. Uh, how how much are they growing this versus kind of building it? And inserting things in that way. Um, this has really taken a bad turn. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's interesting to just dig more into this whole idea. Let's let's run through the arc of it. Yep. And then, yeah, I think we've we've got most of it anyway. We won't go scene by scene like we might usually yep. do on a, on a full adventure game. Prologue. So, so your prologue and your setup Green- finishing up the greenhouse. Finishing up the greenhouse on this on this big mansion on the hill, uh, House Whisperer is um, talking to like the electrician, saying what a what a great job they've um, they've done. The house seems really really happy with with the modification. Um, yeah, can can feel you know the the sun hitting hitting the glass and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, that's up the good. You get this and- like nice stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's helping it out. Um, you know, you talk about all the connections starting to, to work and, and build and grow inside. Uh, and, and you give some exposition of, you know, uh, perhaps the, I mean, I think you want a little bit of conflict on the team, but I think the neurologist slash electrician is probably pretty pleased to have the house whisperer there and know that like now they know the work they're doing is good in that way. Yep. Like, you know, they're a skilled team and, and, and they've been doing this a long time, but. This new kind of initiative to to bring these house whisperers in, um, and they, uh, yeah. I'm imagining that they're they're sort of cleaning up um, the last few few things that uh, <laughs> cauterizing the last bleeds. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, and and you know, sort of having a bit of a chat and and you know, having to having to quickly plug that last bleed. Yeah, um, and that's the, and look, that's and the that, sort of puzzle, and then that's the puzzle. Yeah, and then like they. T- they- then they talk to the family about these are the this is the course of antibiotics that you need to be given the house every day, and you know you you can't be going and slamming doors and all this sort of stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be tender for a while. <laughs> Just imagine that we that we put like <laughs> we put a door inside inside your stomach. How tender would you actually be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. And so then I think you, you've got some scenes where you like, because that's giving you the idea that later on you can actually come back when there's an issue with this with this particular house who, re- who really you know, was feeling really good when you when you yeah, last left, but, but something because, happens, yeah, because the family have been neglecting the um, the mm, antibiotics they get or an something like that, or- like they get an infection and I know start rejecting the uh, the greenhouse. Yeah, that's a good way to address the sort of general, uh, you know, like this family didn't necessarily mean to, you know, they did the right thing. They got the licensed professionals in to, to do a proper modification. But, yeah, they failed to kind of run the full course of antibiotics and yep. really treat treat their house properly. So, it was just a bit of neglect there uh, and and that can happen and that's something that, that, that has to be dealt with. 
but then yeah, then you sort of get introduced to this next job. And I wonder, is this a is this a new renovation that they're calling you in for, or is it a, a fixed job where things are going wrong? Um, or, be, or a bit of both. Is it like a pre-inspection before they want a proper renovation? I think this is a pre-inspection of something that, like, another team have already come in and done. Maybe, or done maybe some- someone's just bought this house. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, it's sort of- It's like a situation where you buy a new house and then you find out, like, all the wiring's fucked and, like, yep. the heater doesn't work. <coughs> like my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when we bought it. But- uh, but yeah, you you come in and they're like, yeah, like this place looked great when we when we uh, when we bought it, and but they said know, it was a five bedroom, it's really only a four, and like an entryway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> can't really get under it very well. Uh, no, but like since we moved in, you know, the house is coughing a lot. Uh, I thought it was just settling, but no, there's, it's definitely like. There's, been there's definitely mu- a wheeze. Mucus. There's been mucus, you know, pooling in the- In the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom, <laughs> in the bathtub. Um, and, and you know, the, the wine cellar is filling with pus. Like, I just don't know what to do. And they're like, wine cellar? Like, okay, show me the wine cellar, <laughs> you know, basically. Um, but that's maybe the, the first thing they suspect. And they go there and it's just, yeah, it's this, like, gross, infected- <laughs> So, for, the, for a little behind the scenes, we're doing video, which we don't usually do, and I can just see Trevor reacting to my description. Like, to oh. so I apologize, and we should probably put a content warning on this episode. Now, uh, I apologize to those listening at home who are having that same face, face, facial reaction that Trevor just gave me. Uh, yeah, anyway, they, they they obviously find that, that some unlicensed- uh, dangerous, unethical renovations have been done to this house. Uh, and yeah, the, the house whisperer like hooks up their electrodes and basically like the house just screams. Uh, it's just constantly screaming. Yeah. It's like, this thing doesn't even do sound. How is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, when we turn it off, that's what that background noise was the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah. It's not, even, it's just the actual house. It's not even through the electrodes. Uh, and then, yeah, I think the the rest of the game is kind of like, I mean, just for one, discovering how to fix it. Uh, to, do, to help doing general repairs first and, and sort of having to go through and do it in a sort of logical order in the fact that, you know, if you, if you neglect the uh, wine cellar, then, you know, anything else that you do is going to, is going to incredibly well and i think just from the puzzle point of view it's sort of there's there are aspects of like diagnosis and then you need to like find certain you know inventory items or whatever to 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 resolve it i don't know it'd be tricky to write the puzzles for this uh, from a narrative point of view rather than creating systems at this point Mm -hmm. we sort of get to the point where it's like oh this would make a good sort of systems thing but we don't need to come up with that now anyway so it's fine they they deal with it (laughs) And and at the same time, I think they're sort of dealing with, like, or, or figuring out the legal stuff and how do we, like, report this to authorities and how could this be allowed to happen and really realising that these houses are being abused in so many cases and, and the extent of it and maybe they, yeah, maybe they hear stories and start getting stories of other houses that have had to be put down. What happens when you put down a fucking living house? Can people still live in it? That's really fucking dark. I, I, I think it's sort of like, you know, the ending of One, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Where no, basically, but anyway. Um, Nurse Ratchet, uh, basically, Jack Nicholson gets a, gets a lobotomy and, mm. and, and literally is just staring out the window at the, at the end, sort of. He's there, but he's not. Like, you can see all semblance of the character is yep, completely gotcha. gone. I think that's what happens when a house gets a lobotomy. I totally just had an image of, like, people squatting in a dead house and it's just rotting. Because mm. what else are they going to- uh, I guess they burn it. Maybe they cremate it. Yeah. Anyway, this idea is very disturbing, interesting ethical implications. I like it a lot, but let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> Three to one click. Yeah. Luminary exasperation. I've got royal turn. Okay. So, 
My first thought about around luminary was that you, I mean, that you play something that emits light. And so my mind went in a few different directions. Some sort of like supernatural, you are like a, like a fairy, like a fey creature or something like a, some sort of little flitty, you know, Mm -hmm. fairy. Or you're some sort of solar body, (laughs) like extra, like space. Uh, like you're a star or a comet or a, like the, you're some sort of story between like solar bodies. You know what's just come into my head? What I kind of like the idea of is uh-huh. in my room when I was a kid, I used to have on the ceiling the glow in the dark stickers. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm Very picturing <laughs> that you've, you're an anthropomorphic glow in the dark sp- sticker. So, okay. in order to, or, or you know, you're you're a being that that is somewhat glow in the dark, so you can charge up by being in the light. Uh huh. And then, as you're going through like darkness, you can see only a little bit around you because of the glow. But of course, that gradually goes down and goes down and mm. goes down and goes down, and then you've got to get back into light to sort of charge it up again. That's definitely an interesting mechanic. Yeah. Obviously, we'd be moving away from point and click, but that's fine if we if we come up with something uh, that works here. So, sorry, what was your royal, royal turn? Turn. Okay, so I, I kind of I like the idea of a game set on the ceiling and walls of a kid's bedroom. Yep. In that, it's mostly it's sort of it's two D gameplay for the most part, but you show it in on this three D so like on this 2D surface of a 3D space and, you know, when you get to the edge, you can, like, flip down to the to the, to the wall kind of thing. Yeah. And then we- and then creating a whole sort of, I mean, monarchy, right? Like a- a- a, a kingdom. Yeah. That- that- that lives as these glow-in-the-dark- well, or maybe not just the glow-in-the-dark- but maybe the the, the glow in the dark stars and things are the royalty or something like that. There's something around the things that are stuck on this kid's wall and ceiling are the denizens of this kingdom. So now I'm sort of picturing something like around the prince and the pauper, in the fact that the, okay. the prince, you know, doesn't doesn't want to want to be. Stuck on the roof anymore, and he finds like another star that looks exactly Ooh. like him, mm. and they mm. switch places. But of course, this other star isn't necessarily glow in the dark. But I, I kind of like the idea of that. Well, I very much like the idea that the reason the glow in the dark stars are royalty is because they're on the ceiling and up high and above everyone. Yeah, and so he wants to explore the like. The bedroom. Uh, the bedroom, the amazing posters the that this kid sticks on the wall, you know, the things he leaves on the floor, like what's behind the bed. <laughs> um, let's stick with a preteen so we don't have to deal with what's behind the bed of a teenager. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. And so I'm almost I'm kind of picturing this as a bit of a like a platformer, but uh, almost a bit of a uh, uh, like inside or um, what was the the precursor to that limbo like what? limbo yeah, yeah like a bit like that kind of vibe where it's a platformer and you may be having to like solve puzzles to get around, but there's a, there's a real narrative structure to it. Yeah, I, As you I go like through the these idea that it's, it's literally in this one room. Yeah. Um, but basically, you can- you start off at sort of like the roof, and then, you know, you're talking to all all the stickers up there, and you, you sort of head down the wall, and you find another sticker that's sort of- Well, that's it. Down- I think you've got- yeah, exactly that. I think the, the, the things that are- that make up this kingdom are stickers, the glow-in-the-dark stars, and, and moons and things- Posters on the walls, you know, the kids' drawings themselves. And then maybe you can talk to things that are near, like, that are actually 3D and in the world. So, when I was a kid, my door was covered in stickers. Yep. Like, any sticker that I had, I'd just chuck on the door. Yep. And when I look at my son now, 
he's doing the exact same thing that I did when I was a kid. He's starting to stick stickers on his wall and nice um, all, all over his door. And, like, we came in one time, one day, um, after, you know, we'd put up uh, the this photo board that we did for his, like, first birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it, obviously, for his first birthday. But around his seventh birthday, he found it and decided to put it up on his wall because he liked right. it. He likes seeing all the photos of him when he was young. Yeah. We come nice. in there and there's all these Paw Patrol stickers stuck all the way around the outside, um, <laughs> making this perfect pattern. And it's like- Yeah. I could just imagine, you know, seeing these these photos on the wall that you're talking to the actual kid that actually, you know, runs in this- that is actually in this bedroom, but the- um. The photo itself is is sort of oh I see like you're talking to the photo of the kid yep yeah I like, that. like talking Harry to Potter. them at different ages yeah I'm picturing very Harry Potter Harry Potter esque sort of things like that where and even things like oh you find like behind the desk an area where the kid drew on the wall like three years ago yeah uh, and had and and hid it from the parents or something um but that's just now a citizen of the kingdom. And it's this kind of weird little, like, pen drawing. What could be really kind of cool is um, the picture of the baby that's been there the longest is actually the smartest of the photos. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because they're the oldest. Yeah, they're the oldest that are there. And it's kind of like this weird (laughs) thing of this this baby who's like the wise man sort of thing in the photo. (laughs) That's funny. I like that. Yeah. Kind of that juxtaposition of, of, you know, they they look for for the oldest- the oldest photo, um, but where the kid like looks the baby oldest. Baby talk, and it starts <laughs> crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, this this baby version comes over. He's like, oh, it's okay. Like they're there. Yeah. This real deep James Earl Jones voice. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, he hasn't been here very long. Look how new this photo is. This last week, whereas you I've been still- here for eleven years. I can still touch this thing and and the ink was still smudge <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's cool so uh, i like that idea i feel like you play the star i think you do, i think do you make it anthropomorphic in the sense of does it like grow arms and legs and get a face as it walks around or um yeah i, do you I keep think it you've got- more simple where it's kind of an actual just star-shaped thing glowing and bouncing around yeah, because of because of the slidiness of it, um, I do kind of like the idea of of having some basic like arms and legs that sort of come out. That or it's kind of like Rayman in in the fact that you know there's floating hands and that sort of stuff. That can actually- yeah, just to give it sort of that personality, or even just even if you didn't have arms and legs, even just like a face or eyes or whatever yep. that kind of that kind of sat atop it. I really, I'm really. I want to see someone make this in a really, like, realistic style, though. I feel like doing this so it actually looks like a sticker on the wall would be really cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you get the right sort of depth of field on the camera and that sort of thing. So, you can really- It really looks like you're looking at these little things on a wall. So, I'm imagining the sort of enemies that you're going to be coming up against in the different areas are going to be, like, bugs and spiders on the wall- um, mm-hmm. You're going to be coming across- Like um, monsters that the kids are drawn, perhaps? Like, it could be- Yeah. Ast- monsters. Uh, they could be, like, mold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From, from, like, a moldy sandwich underneath the bed or something like that. I know. I, I, I kind of like the idea of going going into, like, the dark CD behind the, behind the desk, and that's where- Oh, yeah. You've got, like, you know, the, a pen top- the pen topper that like fell down there three years ago and has been stuck there ever yep. since and is like it's super Anushi. depressed and dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anushi or whatever. Um, because yeah, I think I, I do like the idea of not just having to stick to things that are stuck to the wall, but if something's close to the wall, like you can have a just conversation with it. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, like bugs and things or whatever, you know, they, they're not necessarily part of that sort of same thing, but. They can interact with you. It's just you yourself can't hop off the wall. Yeah. Um, unless there's a moment later on where you lose your stick or someone like pries you off the wall. <laughs> well, I'm thinking if you go through, if you go through the mold, like that is built into the wall sort of thing, you know, the right. rising damp or whatever, yep. then you lose your stickiness until you find like blue tack. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you just make it that that's like an end, a, a lose scenario. 
of you falling off the wall. You, like, fall off the wall and float down and you're dead. That's it. Yeah. So, do we actually make it that when you finally go through your, your whole thing, um, you're going on a bit of a journey and you go to come back and the pauper sticker that, you, that have, you've sort of swapped, swapped yeah. roles with decide that, no, they don't actually- they don't want to swap back. They want to. They don't want to give up the um, the the joys that the height. Yeah. Look, I uh, and that that comes down to the story where we've we've, we've mostly been talking about the mechanics and sort of the, the characters. But uh, I do like the idea that I think this pauper, as such, is is like a star that the kids cut out of paper and put up there, um, or, or something like that, or or who has come from a poster of, like, a starry night or whatever that the kid is, has created and, and mm-hmm. made its way up to the ceiling. Like, maybe he put it close to the ceiling or something. And Because I'm trying to think of what gives the what gives the actual prince this opportunity to, to talk with this thing and, 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 and figure out this deal. Um, Ooh, you know, you know what I'm picturing this as now? Like, you can go anywhere you like on the wall. It's not like a platformy sort of game. It's more like a Zelda-y sort of game in the fact that yeah. you can walk across the plains. You can you can sort of go underneath the um go underneath the windowsill, going across to mm-hmm. you know this area over here, the Darklands underneath the underneath the bed. And well, maybe a bit more of like a Metroidvania-ish yep. or yeah, a Zelda thing where until you get until you get the blue tack, you can't go over the Rising Dam or whatever, right? Like yeah, and and until until you manage to actually knock the broom handle out of the way, you can't actually pass this area because, you know, it's right yeah. up against the- Or, like, you need to somehow close the door so that you can get across the door itself to get to the other side of the door frame. Yeah, you know? because of the because of the mould that's up above the- um. Yeah, there's- for whatever reason, there's something blocking uh, what's above the door frame, and yeah, so you have to go across the door itself. It's a, it's a really nasty poster. <laughs> <laughs> It's pornography got left there uh, by his older older sibling. But, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of, you know, you go under the bed and that's a dungeon sort of thing. And you, you're going through, yeah. going through this whole area. It sort of feels like there's only one way down into this area because, you know, maybe the- um, like the bedspread is actually up against the wall in this particular area and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, know, I definitely like the, the idea sort of basically having to, like, solve puzzles- or in this very Zelda or Me- or Metroidvania way, like get a particular tool that lets you then, yeah, move move things or or, or bre- break through these barriers that open up the world a bit more and let you get to these other places. Yeah, that's really cool. I and just the visual side of this really appeals to me because that whole sort of two D gameplay on the three D wall is really cool and I love the idea that maybe you get to a point where you can like look around the room and see all the different areas or maybe that's just the map view maybe when you you know when you go to the map view it just kind of pulls back or like you can rotate it around from the center of the room and just see this really nicely rendered kids bedroom um, with these different highlighted sections yeah and I I think you know the final kingdom that you sort of go up against is you know in in Sort of up on the roof, uh, up in the corner, there's like a, there's like a cult of older, <laughs> older glow in the dark stickers that are sort of. Oh, they've um, all lost their glow. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, worship the fucking spider that lives there or something. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Oh, I'm, I'm imagining that, you know, every night, you know, as, as they're asleep and glowing in the dark and all this sort of stuff, like they'll, they'll wake up and they're sort of like, one of them is has been sort of is no longer there, you know, sort of disappeared, yep. you know, been picked off. And it turns out that it's this giant huntsman on the roof that actually <laughs> comes out and like comes out and grabs like, them. Um, well, just with its sticky hands. Like, oh, it gets stuck to it. <laughs> it gets stuck to the bottom. So, I'm imagining that you, you actually see this spider that has these like eight like glow in the dark <laughs> stickers on, on there. <laughs> That's hands. really funny. Yeah, look, that, uh, I think that's actually a really rich world for coming up with just a cool, like, set of characters and an adventuring space. You know, I think the minute-to-minute gameplay, it could be a variety of things, whether it is just sort of straight platforming in a sense or, uh, you know, more just sort of puzzle solving where it's just like push something, move something, 
Or hide again, because the kid's your, coming. <laughs> well, or using your luminosity where it's like, okay, go into the, you know, the light of the lamp for a while. And then you've got to be quick to, like, get through a dark area or something because you're yep. the only source of light or something like that. Lead something through there or- Yeah. Yeah, use that light, that, that phosphorus power of yours to uh, to help someone. Yeah, I'm definitely imagining, you know, the amount of dust and stuff behind, behind- oh, God. Uh, like yeah. uh, desks and behind, you know, uh, well, under under the bed is going to be horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining like, this huge dust bunny that is like the king of of under the bed and, yeah. <laughs> and all this yes. sort of stuff. Like- yes. Well, that's it. Each area can have these different sets of characters. Like, yeah, under the bed is like the dust bunnies and like a lost shoe and a, a, a texture that's run out of ink, you know, that's dried up because its lid didn't get let, you know, got, uh, got left off. Uh, yep. and then, yeah, up in the corner, you've got the cult that worships the huntsman because it's fucking <laughs> got stars all over it. And, uh, you know, as you go across the top of the desk, you've got, you know, all the the pencils and things like the stuff that's actually on the desk that when they're close to the wall, you can talk to them and, you know, they're all fucking uppity because they get taken to school or whatever. Like, <laughs> there's and all sorts you, of cool- Then you've got the bookshelf that has all the, all the like, different characters from the, um, from the totally fake fictional- fictional books that you can- Yes. Well, or just, like, he's got all these, like, figures or something. Or, or yeah, or, like, the stickers or whatever. He's got all the stickers- um, of the, you know, preteen radiated samurai fish. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I just realized what you were doing, what you were, where you were going <laughs> with that. What I was going for. <laughs> but it's fish spelt G-H-O-T-I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because kids think that's hilarious. Uh, and yeah, so they, so they become a whole thing. They, you either help them out or you fight them or you have to get past them or whatever. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff you could do with that. Uh, you were talking about the dusty areas, though. And again, my mind went to the visuals because I can just picture you, you know, you're basically creating this world with this, where this star sticker is just like sliding across the wall and you could have it like knocking the dust off and leaving paths through the dust. And like, how fucking good would that look? I'm, it would. You'd I'm know exactly what you've been you before. can do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You can, in the dusty areas at least. And that could even be a mechanic where it's like, you yeah you're you're having to get through almost a maze of dark areas in this in this dusty behind the the desk and one of the tools we give you is well you're leaving trails in the dust mm-hmm. um that's so cool yeah awesome. i reckon i reckon we've got to click one more time and then yeah yeah i'm enjoying this like going a bit deeper onto some of these ideas though three one click prepaid premiere Fascinated fake. Oh, okay. So I did. I did feel like this had some good uh, point-click fodder because premiere made me think of like a movie premiere or something, yep. red carpet, like that sort of situation. And so fake kind of plays into that because there's obviously this whole celebrity culture and different things there. What was your other word? Fascinated. Fascinated. Yeah, okay. I mean, both of those kind of play into the celebrity culture. And then prepaid, I was almost thinking, like, is this is this someone with a prepaid phone, like, they're robbing the place or they're trying to, like, they're grifting in some way or- Or is this one of those, those situations where the, um, where the actor was too ashamed to actually go to the premiere and so they sent, like, a- a fake- um, you know, a celebrity like a lookalike. lookalike. Um, <laughs> is that who you play? You play you play the the celebrity lookalike, and you know all these people are fascinated about you know your your story and all and um, okay. all the stuff happening in the movie. And of course, you've never seen it before, so you got to go through the red carpet <laughs> and, and talk about all that stuff. Well, look, I like the idea of that being well. Okay, we could take it a couple of different ways. If we wanted to just make it a short point and click adventure game like one that could actually be doable by two people if we ever wanted to make something just doing that section of it come on we make stuff we just don't finish we it. just don't finish <laughs> it uh that section of it could be really cool it's like okay you've been hired as this 
uh, celebrity lookalike. The new movie's coming out. It's trash. He didn't want to come along. So, but, like, the studio couldn't have that. Uh, but he's a fucking diva, so they've hired you to basically fake it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's- So, it's sort of prepping for it in some sense. The red carpet, the, like, after party- and that's like those are your scenes almost. Uh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Very probably heavily dialogue based. You'd have a few inventory puzzles in there. Yeah. Maybe like maybe the prep is okay. I like the idea that before you head out on the red carpet, like there's some news alert that, or you see some magazine where it's like they've changed their look, or they've like had plastic surgery, or they've got a new fucking tattoo or something, mm-hmm. and you have to quickly change like last minute change to your costume or your look or something so that you match it and those are so your puzzles leading up to the red carpet and that could be talking to you know the PAs or other people involved in the the movie or your own partner or like different you know who you, you know the date that you brought or whatever yep I'm, I'm imagining that your date is like another lookalike of the celebrity celebrity wife <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, the lookalike for some, like, music star or something. You know, it's like some music pop idol or something. <laughs> Is this a fucking, like, Tom Cruise Scientology situation where, you know, they've hired someone to be your date because they want to put out a particular uh, vibe for this actor? <laughs> um <laughs> I just love the idea that um, it turns out that nearly every single person who's at this premiere is literally has been phoned in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just keep talking to these people and they're like, sorry, man, I wasn't in the movie either. (laughs) You talk talk to the the reporters and they go, we didn't want to cover this, so they sent us out here. They're paying me five bucks to be here. (laughs) So the reporters reporters aren't even there. (laughs) I suppose there's this whole dog and pony show. Nothing's going to come of it because nobody actually wants to cover it, but- they all felt like they had to do something to be there. That's um, kind of funny. Or at least you find some people. Like, I don't know if, you're, if your date is that, but maybe, yeah, you like you come across a reporter where it's like, I don't know, I'm just an intern. This this microphone's not even turned on. <laughs> it's not hooked up to anything. Like, he picks it up and there's a fucking dangling cable. I'm imagining that every time that you say something wrong, the producer comes over and goes, what did you say? <laughs> like- yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) so this is a complete pivot on the general gameplay because we were sort of talking point and click, but uh, the world that we often go to is papers, please. I kind of like this idea that as you're learning more and more things, you have to like remember more and more things as you're, as you're going, you have to remember more and more things about the movie and the cast and the circumstances. And when people ask you, you have to like get it right or correct them or I don't know. I think I think the point and click is is better, but that just gave me that idea of going down that that path. Yeah, I do I do quite like the idea of the papers, please. That you have to sort of remember um, these are the things that you've talked about in the past. These are the things that you're now allowed to talk about because you know, right spoilers or <laughs> yeah yeah or like as the movie. Cha- like, that's almost a different game. It's like during the course of a movie, you're doing press at different times and it's like things you are and aren't allowed to talk about or things that have changed in the production. Or it's like, no, we cut that we cut that storyline out. Like, you can't talk about that anymore. <laughs> this person has, has seen um, cut one. This person has seen cut three. So, you need to remember that. Um, in cut one, right, you had yeah. you had a naked sex uh, sex scene with um with this person. Um, in in two, in cu- it was a solo scene. In <laughs> cut three, a solo sex ho- scene. Yeah, it was a solo yeah. masturbation session. Sure. Um- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of good. Or, or just like you know, you get closer to the end, and it's like uh like the, you know, the the third biggest star in the film said something racist. They've been cancelled. We can't like talk about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we've recut everything just by yeah we've um, we've taken them out of the yeah we've we've taken them out of the film but where we couldn't we just redubbed them by uh, with some other guy. with a sound alike <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I definitely think those are basically two different games but oh yeah uh, that's really cool 
Um, but no, I think back to the point, click like, yeah, I, I like that idea of, of having to prep like that. And then the red carpet, I mean, the red carpet could almost be sort of a mini version of that in a way, uh, where it's not over time, but it's just like, as you go, you maybe have to remember things you've told the previous ones or something to like keep your story straight or because like you've, you haven't seen this movie, right? <laughs> or maybe <laughs> you that, haven't. <laughs> or maybe it's that as you get like, as the producer corrects you or as you say things to the reporters, like, yeah, you have to just remember as you go or something, I don't know, to get through that scene. You wouldn't want to want to go too in depth with it because then there's, then what are the stakes of failing necessarily each time? It's more just get through it and have to remember the things. I, I, I kind of like the idea of, you know, you're talking about how outlandish this whole thing is. And then when you get to the after party, they go, oh my God. I, th- I think you gave too much away because all this stuff happened in the film. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, that could be good. No matter what you say, <laughs> it happened in the film. red carpet things, you were right. Uh, and so we give them all these different choices and they can basically, it basically lets the player write the film as they're answering <laughs> the questions. <laughs> but it, but the challenge is it does have to stay internally consistent. <laughs> exactly. And anywhere where, you know, they said that the the queen died early <laughs> and then the queen survived th- through to the end. You know, it's sort of like it's not internally consistent, but. Yeah, but you do get one, you get one like deus ex machina where if you, if you make an, an inconsistent thing by the end, you can like play that and it's like, yeah, but they only pretend they fake their death at the beginning and. <laughs> or that was in an earlier cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you can just like. <laughs> That was that was in the initial script. script. That was oh no, that was in the book that the movie was based on. Sorry, I forgot. That's the novelization. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's really fun. I I think that could be cool. And then yeah, the after party, you're getting all these discussions about it, which show yeah, you were exactly right somehow. But you're still you're having to hide then that you're not this this actor and maybe you're like making all these situations for this actor where you're like making meetings with people and stuff because <laughs> um, they want you in their next film and this sort of thing <laughs> and you agree with the producers to be in the sequel yeah yeah exactly yeah and then the final scene of the whole game is just it's like over the credits there's this rambling phone call from the actual celebrity just Going, like being what, what the hell the- did you <laughs> What the fuck? You signed me up for this piece of shit sequel and you told, you know, the, the super hot pop star that I, that I was married, uh, you know, to three different women and <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Um, and <laughs> that's really funny. Actually, I think that could be, then you don't really- get your $5. <laughs> The five dollars that you're supposed to get paid, yeah. You owe me five bucks, slam. <laughs> Phone hangs up. <laughs> That's a really fun idea. All right. Well, I think we will leave it on that note. So if you want to find us online, we are at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Go there, find all of our previous episodes and our creative profiles where you can see our appearances on other shows like those segue of the 8-Bit Network, which are also part of the 8-Bit Collective. Uh, this is a, a network of podcasts around gaming, pop culture, uh, role-playing, a variety of different things. There's a there's a ton of great shows on the network. Uh, so go check them out and, and also go check out the, the 8-Bit Patreon uh, where you can, you can sling a few dollars to, to the different podcasts on the network. Do you like gaming? Do you like podcasts? Do you like Australia? If you've said yes to two of those, then you may enjoy the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuridos for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And we hail to you, O oh generous huntsman. Huntsman.